Anecdotal Basics of Christianity Episode 26 Carpe Deum When we are convicted by the Holy Spirit of something, we need to respond promptly. The conviction of the Holy Spirit may take the form of a pang of conscience, be it spontaneous or in response to something we witness or hear, that we know needs to lead us to change towards the truth. For example, if you have the thought that you want to spend more time in prayer and you believe that to be God's will for you, then the response to that thought is to pray a prayer. Hopefully that prayer, however small, will be just the beginning of a larger string of responses, but seizing the moment in that first instance, giving God a swift, obedient response, is a promising first step. We often want to think about it first, and I'm not anti-thinking, but I am definitely anti-overthinking, because if we engage in overthinking, we often think ourselves out of things that we ought to be in, and vice versa. As a further example, and one that I come across fairly often, when we come to the point of knowing that we need to forgive someone, guess what the first thing is that we should do? Correct. Forgive them. If I'm in a prayer ministry situation and we come to a place where the person recognises their need to forgive, and that is their decision, it is not our place as prayer ministers to coerce them, then sometimes they will pray something like, Lord, please help me to forgive Fred. Depending on how much courage it has taken them to embark upon this prayer, how fragile they are, and what I believe the Holy Spirit to be saying, I've been known to interrupt people at this point. Jesus died on the cross for the sin of the whole world. That includes the sin of the person who is to be forgiven and the sin of the person praying. Just for clarification, the sin of the person praying is the sin of unforgiveness up until this point. It's not Jesus' turn to do something. He's already done literally everything that needs to be done. The prayer should really be, Lord, I forgive Fred or Frida that he, she said or did and then name the sin. We need to actually do it, not just ask God to help us, as this can end up being spiritual procrastination. A few years ago, a certain person came to my mind out of the blue. I hadn't seen the person in question for quite a while although I had heard a little about them and knew that they were not in a good place. This person came to my mind a few times over a period of a few days. I may have prayed for them briefly, I don't remember. I know that I thought about contacting the person, but I didn't do it, not even a text. I now regret that I didn't turn to God and ask what he wanted me to do, if anything, for this person. Perhaps I thought I was too busy. Perhaps I didn't think at all. Two weeks later, I heard that the person had died. They had committed suicide. When I was at school, we were sometimes required to recite together the general confession from the 1662 prayer book in assembly. I know that I'd often giggled with my classmates over those words. On receipt of the news about this suicide, I understood full well the gravity of having left undone those things that I ought to have done, and what it is to be a miserable offender. We may not know what the consequences may be of choosing how we respond to the promptings of the Lord. It's not necessarily our business to know the consequences, 
but it is our business to be obedient. Parents of young children or teenagers are not best pleased when they ask their child to do something and receive a reply of, in a minute, or when I finish watching. How often does God ask us to do something and effectively receive the reply, manana? Perhaps now is a good time to take a moment to ask God if there's anything he wants you to be doing. Make sure you respond. <laughs>